It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm really honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing show. I'll be introducing my guest very shortly, and I promise we are going to have a really great time. It's going to be absolutely awesome. I have 30 minutes with my guest this week, so let's get right to it. My very special guest is Michael Port. Let me tell you about him. He's been called an uncommonly honest author by the Boston Globe, a marketing guru by the Wall Street Journal, and a sales guru by the Financial Times. Michael Port is a New York Times bestselling author of six books, including Book Yourself Solid, The Think Big Manifesto, and his hot new release, Steal the Show. Interestingly, he's probably the only New York Times bestselling business book author to have also been a successful professional actor, guest starring on shows like Sex and the City, Law and Order, Third Watch, All My Children, and in films like The Pelican Brief and Down to Earth. These days, Michael can be seen regularly on MSNBC, CNBC, and PBS as an on-air expert in communication and business development. We will talk about so many things in this brief time we have together. Thank you so much, Michael Port, for being on the show. How are you today? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. This is a lot of fun. I love doing these shows. So here's the first thing I always ask my guests, uh, Michael. Tell us about your background, your backstory how you started, maybe some things you learned along the way, and, and how you got to where you are now. In in how many minutes? Exactly. Uh, right. <laughs> yes. So look, I, I was, yeah, I, you know, I grew up in New York City. Uh, I have wonderful parents. Uh, they're both therapists, actually, which tells you a lot. And I went to a school called Fieldston, which was a very competitive private school. And I never felt up to the task. You know, I went to school with kids that were getting, you know, 1500 on their SATs, just cruising through school. And I was dyslexic. So I had trouble memorizing. I didn't do well on tests and I always felt a little bit subpar. And then in college, I found acting and I found that I could express myself and I, I discovered I had some talents in that area. And then I went from there to graduate school at NYU and I got a master's in acting. And I worked, uh, as you indicated, in the introduction for a number of years. Yeah. I'm very entrepreneurial at heart. While I didn't feel academically sophisticated at the time when I was younger, I did feel capable in that I felt like if I wanted to do something, I could figure out how to do it. And I think that's been the key to my success over time. I'm, I'm obsessive. You know, I have a lot of urgency about the things I'm interested in. And I think urgency is a really important entrepreneurial habit to, yes. to, to demonstrate. Now, of course, we need to know, we need to make sure that we're urgent about the right things, of course. But, but then, uh, you know, the acting lifestyle was a little difficult for me because I, was, I wanted to make things happen quickly and I wanted to have some control over my future. And it's not really how acting works. 
uh, when you're in the earlier phases. You know, once you're Brad Pitt or George Clooney, it's a little bit different. But I was no Brad Pitt and I was certainly no George Clooney. And so then I went into business. I, I got a job. I talked my way into a job for which I was completely unqualified. I told him I was unqualified, but I, I gave him a really good uh, case, I think, uh, on why they should hire me. And they did. And I moved up quite quickly. And uh, after about five years uh, in on the business side of the fitness industry, then I went out on my own. I started my own consultancy. And that was in 2003. And, you know, it's been uh, off to the races ever since. That's fantastic. I, I love that. I think it is so fascinating that you've been an actor and now you are a professional speaker and a communication expert. And, and, and Steal the Show is, is a great book. And so is Book Yourself Solid. So anyone out there, get these books. We can get them on Amazon. And is there anywhere else we can find them while I'm thinking about it? Yeah, anywhere books are sold, for sure. Okay, fantastic. That's great. So let me ask, uh, when we're speakers, entrepreneurs, there are so many people in that space and there's so much noise. How do you rise above it and find your own voice? This is going to sound quite simple, but I okay. think it's being best in class. Hmm. There's always going to be a lot of noise. You know, there's a lot of people in the world and things that are sexy, things that are appealing to lots of people will have a lot of people going after them. But what I find is, you know, if you really want to make a statement, you got to be best in class. And what does it take to be best in class? Well, if you're looking at performance, you got to have some talent and you got to be willing to work your ass off yeah. because performers are not, are not that performers are made in rehearsal. That's where performers are made. Performers are made uh, in the classroom developing skill over time. And, and that's one of the things that I don't see too much of in the speaking industry. And one of the things we're trying to change, we're really trying to focus on teaching people how to rehearse because professionals rehearse until they do not get it wrong. Mm. Amateurs will rehearse trying to get it right. And I think there's a big difference between those two things. Yeah. And when you, people often ask, well, how do you how do you overcome stage fright? I get, I get scared all the time. I mean, you know, I want to do a great job, so I get nervous. But there are two different ways that I think you can overcome stage fright. Well, there's probably a lot of different ways, but the two ways that I find very powerful. Number one, be prepared. If you feel like you know what you're doing, you'll be a lot less nervous. If you don't feel prepared, if you don't feel like you know what you're doing, then you'll be a lot more nervous, most likely. Number two, take the focus off yourself. Performance is never about the performer. If right. it is about the performer, that's a performer that people generally aren't compelled by. That's what we call in the theater a masturbatory performer. Because for them, it's about them. It's like, oh, look at me, look at me, look at me. This is just amazing. Look how I'm emoting, you know, whatever it is. Look, I'm right. chewing up the furniture. But if you focus, you know, as a communicator on being in service of the other people and delivering on a promise, then you tend to take the focus off yourself and you become less self-conscious. Like, how do I look? You know, do, do, the, you know, am I, my, do I look good? My hair? Uh, you know, do I sound good? You know, that kind of stuff. And simply focus on being helpful. One of my clients called me a number of years ago because she got a interview on a broadcast network morning show, big deal. And she'd been fighting for this for a long time and she finally got it and she called me up and said, I'm freaking out, I don't wanna do it, I'm too nervous. How do I be good? I said, well, 
I don't really think you can be good. There was a long, long pause because I, yeah. I think she thought I meant she's not good. I said, no, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. You're, it's not that you're not good, but you can't go into this trying to be good because that's about you. That's right. about how, that's about you getting approval from them. But you can go into it getting really, really clear on what you promise to your audience and being so helpful that you deliver on it. Now, if you do that, they'll think you're fantastic. You know, you might, uh, you know, get praise all day long and get invited to lots of different places. But it's not because you went in there trying to be good for yourself. I think it's an important distinction. It takes the focus off yourself, produces a lot less anxiety. And it's better for the, uh, you know, the person who is watching or listening. Yeah, I love that distinction. I really do. And that leads me to ask something that is probably closely related to what you just talked about. But there's a balance between really caring and giving to your audience versus trying to make the sale. And you talked about this a little bit. But I mean, if you're if you are in, in front of a group of people and you've got a program or you've got a book you want to sell in the back of the room, you can't mm -hmm. just make it all about buy my book, buy my book. Yeah, sure. So how do you how do you strike that balance and build that case without feeling like you're building that case, if that makes sense? Sure. It depends uh, on a number of different factors, uh, one of which is the particular environment that you're in. Yeah. So, for example, you know, if we hold a three-day event, we will dedicate one hour of that event to talking about our graduate-level program. But we put it on the agenda as that. They know, yeah, we're going to talk about the grad program. If you're interested, come and we'll tell you about it. So yeah. there's no question about our agenda. Our agenda is very clear. We want to tell you about this so that we can encourage you to join. So you do join. So, you know, this is what you produce for yourself, et cetera. And, you know, we are in control of the agenda uh, over those three days. So we can put that where we want and we can let the, the people who are there, the students know, and they can come. Everything else is just, you know, hundred uh, percent education. But if you're giving a speech and, you know, you go get paid to give a speech and you're at an organization, you're not there to sell anything, nothing except deliver on the promise uh, that was promised. So if you try to sell things there, it often makes people uncomfortable. Now, all sales offers should be proportionate to the amount of trust that you've earned. Sales offers, I think, should be proportionate, proportionate to the amount of trust that you've earned. Mm. So if I go give a speech for a corporation and people are kind of familiar with me but don't really know me, maybe they haven't read books yet uh, that I've written, and they, and they watch me give a speech, they're just getting to know me. So hopefully by the end of the speech, they go, I trust this guy. He's got my best, um, he's got my needs uh, in mind. You know, he's really working for me here. Then they may say, you know what? I would like to read his book. So it's yeah. a very sensible offer to say, listen, you know, we spent 45 minutes together. I was, you know, uh, you might also want to go and read, say, Steal the Show because I cover X, Y, and Z and, you know, I'll be at the back of the room signing copies if you want to meet me there. Simple as that. Now, if I killed it in my speech, I'll sell out of books. It's, you know, it's how it works every single yeah. time. But if my speech wasn't great, people aren't going to come buy books. And if I spent the entire speech trying to sell books, then the speech probably wasn't better. So they're not going to come buy books anyway. So for me, right. it's this, this idea of being best in class is a really simple equation. And I think we think first about how am I going to sell before we think about, well, how am I going to deliver on my promise and be the best performer that I can be? So I'm best in class. I, I, that's the question I'd like to ask first. Then let's look at how do we sell the thing? Because yeah. that's actually quite easy. That's not hard when you're really, really good. Uh, you know, and you also have to consider the environment you're in. There are some places where 
the whole event is designed around selling products at the back of the room. I don't uh, go to those events uh, typically, so I don't have a lot of experience um, at them. But uh, there are some people that are very, very, very good at that. Uh, and I believe there must be people out there who are good at delivering value and uh, good at selling their products at the same time at those kinds of events. Uh, so, you know, I don't think it's one way or the other. I, I really believe that what we're doing here as, as performers is creating art. And to me, performance is not about fake behavior. Performance is about authentic behavior in a manufactured yeah. environment. And anytime, anytime you are performing on a stage, it's a manufactured environment. So your authenticity is what shines through. That's, you know, that's the key. So I don't believe there's one way to, to, to create any kind of performance. I believe whatever works is what you do. You know, there isn't yeah. one methodology that one should follow. And that's, that's a big part of our philosophy uh, at Heroic Public Speaking is that we don't get wrapped up in debating this is right for that's right. We'll never have that debate with anybody. We'll only focus on what is effective for that particular performer so we can amplify what's unique and, uh, and stylish about them. That's what's important. Yeah. That's great. I, I love all those distinctions. We're coming up against our break. We will be right back very shortly. My very special guest this week is Michael Port. He is the author of the new bestseller, Steal the Show. Go get that book if you've ever had any questions or issues with performing and and overcoming stage fright. And if you if you if you speak for a living or if you are looking for a job or you just want to excel at communication in general, which all of us should do, then get the book. It's on Amazon. We will be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? SmartGuy.com is one of the fastest growing business networks in the world. Managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves a smart guy. Smartguy.com. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the sleep band. The sleep band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the sleep band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your sleep band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. 
And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Michael Port. He is the author of the book Steal the Show, as well as Book Yourself Solid and a multitude of other books, multiple uh, time New York Best Times best-selling author. You can find me on Facebook. I've got a page, Success Profiles Radio. I'd love it if you'd like that page. You can find me on Twitter, at Mr. Brian K. Wright. I'm also on LinkedIn. You can also download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio for free anytime on iTunes. I'd really appreciate the support. So, Michael, let's talk about creating an amazing presentation. I mean, you're an experienced speaker. I've done some speaking as well. But for those who are not experienced speakers, how do you go about organizing and creating content for your presentation? I start with the big idea. I think most great speeches have a big idea that supports uh, the entire speech. Now, a, a big idea doesn't need to be different to make a difference. Sometimes we get wrapped up in trying to be different and we, we, we hamstring ourselves because we think, well, I don't, uh, how, what do I have to say that hasn't been said before? And who am I to say this thing? You know, we get, we get wrapped up in, in that. And think about Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. Well, what was the big idea? The big idea was that men and women are created equal. All men and women are created equal, no matter what your race. Now, that wasn't a new idea. It was ac it's actually in the Constitution. So it wasn't that he came up with something that nobody had ever thought of before. But it was quite a big idea at the time because it wasn't something that actually was realized in society. That's what made it a big idea. Now, once you've got a big idea, then you need to have a promise. Every presentation has a promise of some kind. Every book has a promise of some kind. You know, our promise, uh, my promise in, in the book, Steal the Show, our promise at Heroic Public Speaking is, you know, you will be a better public speaker. We can't promise you'll be as good as Martin Luther King. I am no Martin Luther King, but you'll be better than you are now. That's our promise. It's 100% sure. guaranteed. So we always have to have a promise. And then our job is to deliver on that promise. And the big idea is the foundation for that particular promise. It's what supports all of uh, your work uh, in achieving that objective, going after that promise. So you've got a big idea, then you've got a promise. And then it's very important that you can demonstrate to the audience that you understand the way the world looks to them. Because if they feel that you're so different from them or distant from them, then they may push back, even if they're interested in the big idea. Because sometimes the big idea that you present is confronting to them. I'll take you know, Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. That sure. was confronting to many people. So if he doesn't, can't demonstrate to the people who are confronted by it, that he understands where they're coming from and the way the world looks to them, they may not listen to him. Now, the thing that's interesting is that we, don't, we, we want to fight for what we call the persuadables, the people who are on the fence. Because there are some people on your side of the fence already. You don't need to work very hard for them to get to see the world the way you do. You're right. already there. So you don't want to pander to them because then you, you don't bring new people in. But there are other people on, on the other side of the fence. They're so far gone. Like Martin Luther King is not going to waste his time trying to convince people in the Ku, Ku Klux Klan to come over to his side of the fence. It's just not, right. he's not going to do that. But there are people in the middle who are, who grow up in an environment where, you know, where there was segregation and racism and they are part of that world, but they feel something's wrong with it. Those are the persuadables. Those are the people that he can get to come over to his side of the fence. Those are the people we're focusing on. Those are the people we're trying to reach. So in order to reach them, they need to know you get them because what you're asking them to consider or do 
can be confronting. It changes everything that they know about the world in which they live. So you've yes. got a big idea, a promise, and you can demonstrate the way the world looks to them. And then also make sure that you can demonstrate the consequences of not adopting this big idea, of not going after this promise. How bad will things get if you do not make a change? And then what are the rewards? What are the rewards of adopting this big idea, going after this promise? So you see those five, right? We've got number one, we have a big idea. Number two, a promise. Number three, demonstrating that we understand the way the world looks. Number four, that we can demonstrate the consequences of not achieving this uh, promise. And number five, we can demonstrate the rewards, we can illustrate the rewards of achieving this promise. That's a really great format. I really, really like that a lot because what you're doing is you are creating a, a storyline basically and you're bringing people along through that storyline via the five uh, tenants that you just outlined. So I really yeah. appreciate that. And that's and just anyone, the beginning, of course. I yeah. mean, there's, there's a lot more work that needs to be done with respect to organization. And one of the things that makes somebody uh, one of the things that makes somebody look like an expert is how well their information is organized. Yeah. Because your ideas are only as powerful as other people's ability to consume them. Mm -hmm. If they can't consume your ideas, then they fall flat, even if they're world-changing ideas. Yeah, absolutely. Now, lots of times people are afraid of speaking in front of a group because they're afraid they'll lose their place. And obviously rehearsing beforehand is an important part of that. Is there a process or strategy that you recommend uh, to people in terms of organizing a rehearsal? Yeah, absolutely. There is a multi-step rehearsal process that we teach. And one of the very important parts of the rehearsal process is the continued content development in that process. Often people think that content development is something that you do on your computer primarily. Now, your first draft of a speech, whether you write it out word for word uh, or outline it, uh, you know, uh, build in your key points, et cetera, and then uh, work off of that outline. There's different ways that you can approach. One isn't better than the other. Some work better for some types of presentations and some work better for some types of performers. So there isn't one way. Uh, be careful of, of a teacher that tells you there's only one way to do it. Right. Uh, so, you know, so those are some considerations uh, at first, but, but we create a lot of our content on our feet in rehearsal. So often what happens is somebody will work on a speech and maybe they'll use the different frameworks that we, uh, that I introduce in Steal the Show. There's a number of different frameworks you can use to organize your content. So they go, okay, I'm well organized here. Uh, that's good. I've got it down on paper. It's organized. Now I'll put together my slides and they spend a fair amount of time working on their slides. And then they'll run through it in their head a few times uh, and clicking through the slides and then they'll go give the presentation. And they find that they, they don't know where they are in that presentation without the slides. And even with the slides, they find that they forget things because they haven't committed them to memory, to rote memory. What one of the things that the performer does is they know their material so well that they intentionally put it out of their mind before they go on stage. So they are not planning out in that moment every single thing they're going to be doing because they already know it. So for example, sometimes people push back on rehearsal. They say, I tried rehearsal, it doesn't really work. 
And I really know what they're saying. I get it. I really do. Because I think what they've done is tried some rehearsal. Yeah. And what happens when you try some rehearsal is then when you're performing, you're rarely in the moment. What happens is you start to think back to rehearsal and you try to recall what you did in rehearsal to repeat it then in the performance. Mm -hmm. But because you're trying to recall something that is not yet part of your body physically and intellectually, you're not in the moment. So right. you're disconnected. And then you feel stiff and uncomfortable and a little jilted, stagey. But if you know it so well, you don't have to recall it. You're able to, you don't have to recall it from the past. You're able to recall it in the moment. It just comes to you in the moment organically. And that's yeah. the kind of, you know, here's the thing, people, you know, I like caveats because, again, I, I think all generalities are false, mm -hmm. including that one. And, and the caveat is this. If it's not a high-stakes situation, the performance is not really that big a deal, doesn't really matter that much, well, then you don't need that much rehearsal. But if it's a very high-stakes situation and a lot depends on it, your financial future depends on it, your reputation depends on it, well, then, you know, the more time you put in in preparation, uh, the better you'll feel when you actually deliver it. Yeah. And if you think about life, life is made up of lots of high-stakes situations. And sure. how we perform during those high-stakes situations will often determine the quality of our life. So if we fall flat when the spotlight's on us, you know, uh, we, it's not very exciting. We don't play a very big game. But right. if we can shine, you know, during those high-stakes situations when the spotlight is right on us, well, then we get to play a really big game. Yeah, I, I, I find and I've, I've heard other guests on this show say that great champions and people who are uh, highly self-confident perceive pressure differently. So when you are in that moment uh, and you are owning it, uh, it's like not a big deal to be yeah. giving a speech because you've been there, you've done that, and you've excelled. And it's a whole lot different from someone who's just learning their way. And I, I love what you said about uh, making it about other people versus about yourself because if you don't properly rehearse it does become about yourself because now you're in your own head trying to figure it out on the fly and that's never comfortable it's not and i you know i also have so much reverence for the stage any kind of platform you know anytime you're in front of people have reverence for it so i think it's a great responsibility and yeah. the more and you know one of the things that i found over the years in business it applies to what you know, we're talking about in terms of public speaking and it applies to being able to grow your business it applies to the kind of relationships you have, things you're able to do in your life. I found that if I work on increasing my ability to handle responsibility so that I can handle more and more responsibility at a time, I get to play a bigger game. Right. Absolutely. So we are less than two minutes to the end of our time together, Michael. Here's the question I ask everyone at the end. Who inspires and motivates you? You do. Really? People who are out in the world expressing themselves and in service of others are the people who inspire me. When I look at, when I, when I, when I work with my students, I see an individual. I see an individual who is just waiting to come out in a bigger way, to express themselves more fully. Those are the people that inspire, them, inspire me the most. And that's what drives me to get up every single day to do this kind of work, because I get to see people, who they are, what they believe, uh, how they want to change the world one speech at a time. 
So people like you who are doing this kind of work, who are in service of others as they stand in the service of their destiny, that's yeah. the, that, those are the kind of people that inspire me. That's great. I love that so much. And one more time, Michael, how can we find your book? How can we uh, learn more about you, your coaching program, your company? How can we uh, become a part of your community? Sure. HeroicPublicSpeaking.com is a great place to go. HeroicPublicSpeaking.com. If you want public speaking or performance help, communication help, MichaelPort.com is a great place to go. If you want to see all the different things we do, you know, we've uh, we, uh, we've been delivering training programs on business development and marketing and, of course, communications uh, for over a decade. So there are a lot of different ways that we serve people in business. So michaelport.com is a great place to go for that. As the podcast, Steal the Show with Michael Port, is also a great uh, podcast to listen to. Yep. I'm, I'm on it, which uh, I find really fun. Uh, but yes. I'll tell you what, people don't realize quite how much work it takes uh, to run a podcast. So I have great respect for people who are just constantly putting out great content for folks. Uh, that's so awesome. that's a great place to go. And then um, anywhere books are sold, you can pick up Steal the Show or Book Yourself Solid uh, or any of the other books I've written. That sounds fantastic. And, and one more question I do want to ask that I've started asking people lately that I love the answer to. If you were to meet the 18-year-old version of yourself, what advice would you give? I'd say get over yourself, dude. Seriously, you're not that big a deal. That's, that, that's what I tell myself. I say, just don't worry about getting approval. It's just so uninteresting and so unimportant and will have uh, only negative consequences uh, over the years. Just focus on producing results, doing the things that are interesting to you, do them with the people that you want to do them, and just don't give a crap about getting approval from, A, people that don't matter to you, you know, personally, uh, and, um, and B just in general, in terms of a way of being, I, and I think that would have changed my trajectory, uh, significantly at an earlier age. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Michael Port for being on the show. It was an honor and a privilege to have you here, my friend. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. All right. This is success profiles radio. We will continue the show after the break. Please stay with us. Don't go away. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. Welcome back. This is Success Profiles Radio. And uh, if you joined us late, you just missed my interview with Michael Port, who is the author of Steal the Show, Book Yourself Solid, and a multitude of other books. You can download and subscribe the show to the show on iTunes anytime you like to hear the replay. You can also hear the replay at successprofilesradio.com if you are not listening live. So let's 
talk about some things that I've learned from various guests on the show. This is, I believe, episode 169. I can't believe it's been this long, but as you can imagine, I've learned a lot of things from a lot of people, and I'd love to pull together some of the best of the best and share some of those golden nuggets with you uh, for the remaining time that we have. So uh, if you're not driving your car and you have a place to take some notes, you might want to consider it and also have a chance to look up some of the people that I've been influenced by and who have been on my show uh, and connect with them. So it's always about connecting with other people who are further along in the journey than you are. It doesn't mean that they're better than you are. It just means that they're further in the journey. Never ever compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20 because that's not fair to yourself. So let's start with uh, a book that I read several years ago called The Courage to Succeed by Ruben Gonzalez. That is an amazing book, and his thing is that he has done the luge at the Olympics in four different Olympiads. He's the only Winter Olympic athlete to compete in four different Olympic Games. And he wrote the book about how he became an Olympic athlete and the struggles that he encountered and some of the obstacles and the finally the, the victory of getting to compete. One mantra that he talks about throughout the book is the idea of having a dream and then struggling and then earning the victory. So dream, struggle, victory. All great champions go through this. You have to have a dream first of all because if you don't have a place to start, you will never ever end up anywhere significant. So have a dream, have something very specific that you're focusing on. Also, in terms of the struggle, know that success is never a straight line. There will be ups and downs. There will be curves. There will be forks in the road. There will be decisions. There will be uh, lots of tears, perhaps. There will be lots of uh, moments of joy because you will experience small victories along the way, but it's going to be a struggle. And anyone who tells you that success is easy uh, hasn't done it. And then finally, there's victory. If you persist long enough, you will ultimately get to where you're going. Think about it like this. If you are training, uh, planning a trip and your trip is 500 miles long, even if you are just walking one step a day, you will eventually get to where you're going. It might take a really long time, but as long as you are moving in the direction of your dreams, then you must eventually get there. So don't ever give up. Dream, struggle, victory. That is the paradigm for success that Ruben Gonzalez outlines in his book, The Courage to Succeed. I highly recommend that you pick that up if you have not. It's also available on Amazon uh, and, and you can read it. Something else that I've learned from some of the guests on my show is that they surround themselves with other highly successful people. Lots of times that manifests itself in going to seminars, which I've gone to seminars before. I've gotten to meet some of the people who eventually became guests on my show. I got to hear speakers who I wanted to invite on my show, and many of them have. If you want to achieve anything significant in your life, you need to figure out who's doing it and then make an effort to learn from them. And I think that's really important. You don't want to reinvent the wheel. I mean, someone like Michael Port, who you just heard uh, on the show, is an expert at public speaking. He's an expert at writing. He's an expert at communicating. Even if you've done a lot of that, there's still something that you can learn from anybody. So always, always remember that if you want to go somewhere in life, find someone who's achieved it and then figure out how to make an effort to learn from them, whether it's a book, whether it's scheduling a coaching session, whether it's going to a seminar to meet them, but get yourself around other people who are doing what you want to do. That's the only way it's going to happen. There has to be a foundation of positive forces in your life. And I'll tell you what, lots of people think that 
these highly successful people are not accessible. That is simply not true. In fact, Greg Reed says that the highly successful people really are accessible because they want to help. They want to pass it on because there's so much negativity in the world, they're excited when someone wants to follow a path toward excellence because there's just not a lot of it out there or at least the media doesn't focus on the positive stuff. So reach out to them. You'd be surprised at how many people will say yes or offer a resource or recommend a book. But here's the caveat. If they're recommending that you do something, you better do it because if you don't, then what's the point of even wasting their time? just make sure that you have someone in your life who is willing to show you the way and if you can't find someone find an event in your industry and go to a meeting go to a seminar and just start networking with people and find out who knows people that you should know to help you succeed something else that I've learned is not to tolerate negative influences. There are so many negative people. In fact, Brian Tracy has a really great quote. If you know two negative people, introduce them to each other and run. (laughs) It's so true. Don't tolerate negative influences. Jim Rohn talks about how we are the average of the five people that we hang around with the most. So if you want to be a successful writer, get around five people who are successful at that. If you want to make a lot of money, get around people who already are doing that and find out what they're doing. If you want to have an excellent marriage, find five people that you think are having great marriages and pick their brain. Ask them, how are you doing this? You are the average of the five people you hang around with the most. Because after all, you cannot fly like an eagle when you're scratching with the turkeys on the ground. Minimize those negative influence. People may be threatened by your attempts to succeed. Just know that because if you are trying to succeed and you're people who you used to hang around with or are usually the ones you hang around with start to notice that you're making a movement in a different direction, they may try and steal your dream, tell you that you shouldn't be doing it, telling you perhaps that you can't, that it can't be done. Well, listen to this. If someone's telling you it can't be done, think about the credentials of the person who's offering that advice. And I say that in air quotes. Chances are that advice is being offered by someone who hasn't done it. So... I would really recommend that you only take advice from people who have been there, done that, and are still doing it. Don't take that type of advice from someone who has no idea what you're doing. Here's a mantra I live by. I am not required to explain my dream and my journey to someone who will never understand it. I'm going to say that again. You are not required to explain your journey to someone who's never, ever going to understand it. You're going to be just banging your head against the wall. And it will never serve a constructive purpose. It will frustrate them. It will frustrate you. Everyone walks away mad. Just just don't. You just don't need to. When you are in relationships or friendships, something else to really think about is think about who's contributing to your freedom and who's trying to take away from it. That's a really, really important distinction. If you are around people who are contributing to your freedom, those are people that you want to be around. If people are trying to take your freedom away from you, trying to constrict you in the little box they think you need to be living in, that's never, ever, ever a good place to be. So really, really think about that. Something else that really strikes me in terms of what people have shared with me on my show is that really successful people are not afraid to ask for help. Know what you want to do. Know what you know how to do, know what you don't know how to do, and then ask for help on those items that you can't do. There is no Lone Ranger. Even he had Tonto by his side. A really, really great example of this, I'm a huge music fan, and I've always uh, 
really enjoyed a, a wide variety of music. Uh, Barry Manilow is one of my favorite artists. Uh, Elton John, uh, Duran Duran, The Beatles, uh, Bee Gees. I, I love that music. But here's a very interesting story about Barry Manilow. Back in 1984, he released an album called Paradise Cafe. 2 a.m. Paradise Cafe. It was the first album that was not specifically a pop album. He had enjoyed, you know, nine or ten years of pop success, and then he decides to make a jazz album. He doesn't need to make pop music anymore, and so he decided he was going to make the album that he'd always, always wanted to make. And so there's there again, there's an example of someone who decides that he's just going to follow his heart, his passion, regardless of what other people in the industry thought he should do. Now, he grew up learning classical music, jazz music. He appreciated all different kinds of music. And he knew that if he was going to make a really great jazz album, that he needed to have musicians who lived in that genre of music. And so he wrote down a list of all of the jazz musicians who were his heroes. And he decided to ask all of them to participate on this album. He didn't have very great expectations. He thought, well, gosh, you know, I don't know if these people would want to work with me or not. And someone finally convinced him, you're never going to know if you don't ask. So he reached out to all of them, Jerry Mulligan, Sarah Vaughan, Mel Torme, and a whole host of others. They all said yes. He was floored and flabbergasted. These people want to work with me? Yeah, it was great. So what they did is they got together and they rehearsed for about a week. They put these 10 songs together. They rehearsed. And then finally, they decided, let's just play through this. Let's just hit the record button and just start recording a magical thing happened, which I don't think I've heard very many examples of this happening, but they decided to start playing. They hit the record button. They played the entire album in one take. Let me say that again, because that's just so beyond my comprehension. They recorded the entire album in one take. And if you get to hear this album, the songs seamlessly flow from one to another. So 45 minutes, no mistakes, one take. That is just amazing. And he has said, Barry Manilow has said, this is the album I hope I be remembered for. It was such a magical experience. So the lesson here is don't be afraid of asking people for help. And just, just do it. Do it. You don't know if you don't ask. You would be amazed at who would be willing to collaborate with you, talk to you, work with you if you would only ask. Here's something else that I've learned. Success is not just who you, it's, it's who you are, it's not just what you have. Society teaches us that having a big house, having a high paying job, having the hot spouse or you know significant other, those are all signs of success. Maybe, but probably not. I think you'll find that a lot of people aren't necessarily completely happy it's a symbol of their success, but it's not necessarily a manifestation of their success and happiness. Jim Carrey had a very, very interesting quote. He said, I wish everyone had the amount of money that I have so they would realize it's not the answer. Happiness is found within. Happiness is being grateful and happy with who you are and where you are. It's not about what you have. It's about who you are. Because wherever you go, there you are. If you think that moving from one city to another is going to make you happy, it could. But you're still going to take all of your issues with you to your new city. Am I right about that? Of course I am. It's about building yourself. It's about developing yourself. It's about becoming a successful person, being a successful person, and not having things. We are coming up against our next break. I just want to thank you all so far for, for joining with us. Uh, if you have not heard uh, or if you joined us late, 
my interview with Michael Port was in the first half of the show. You can listen at successprofilesradio.com anytime. You can also download and subscribe to the show on iTunes anytime you'd like. We will come right back after this break. Please stay with us. This is Success Profiles Radio. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. Welcome back. This is Success Profiles Radio. I am your host, Brian K. Wright. And earlier in the show, we had Michael Port, author of Book Yourself Solid and Steal the Show. If you missed it, you can listen to it again at successprofilesradio.com. You can also download and subscribe to the show on iTunes for free. Leave a great review. That would be really great. I want to share some more things that I've learned from guests on my show because there are so many really, really great nuggets of information that I've picked up and really want to share with you. I want to tell you a big secret. You do not need someone else's permission to succeed. And that's a lesson that I've been learning throughout my life. I think sometimes we have people in our life where we almost feel like we need their approval or their permission, but we really don't because you you don't want to live inside someone's box. You shouldn't live in someone else's box. You don't need to listen to someone else's vision for your life. Only you can live the life that you were meant to live. You've been given a specific purpose and a specific dream and a specific set of talents. I'm not saying don't listen to other people, but you need to do what resonates with you because our journey on earth is very, very short. You need to do what makes you happy. Your life is your own. You are responsible for your choices. You reap the benefits of the results you get. You reap the consequences of the choice you make. And if you're not happy, ask yourself, what is it that you wish you could do in life that you haven't done yet? What is it that you wish you could do in life that you haven't done yet? And then ask yourself, why haven't you done it yet? What's your favorite excuse? Do you think you're too big or too small? Do you think you're too old or too young? Do you think you're too fat or too thin? Do you think you have had too much schooling, not enough schooling? Do you think you have too much money, not enough money? What is your favorite excuse? Why haven't you done it yet? And then figure out what you can do to overcome that. And that comes back to seeking out mentors who have done the things that you're doing. And again, this is a lesson that I continually learn over and over and over again. I find myself getting stuck every now and again. But when you're not happy, that's a sign that something's not right. And I really honestly believe that we were created to be happy and to serve other people. And we've all been given the talent. And let me share this. If you've been given a dream in your life, you also have the resources somewhere around you or within you to achieve that dream. So figure that out and then go for it. Don't ever, ever give up. I'll tell you something else. 
a lot of times one reason why we don't succeed is that we feel minimized by our self-limiting beliefs. I had a guest on uh, early on, it was just probably two or three years ago now, Ali Arnold, who uh, is a, a uh, mental fitness coach for the women's gymnastics team, the national women's gymnastics team. She also uh, was a life coach on VH1 uh, uh, helping Scott Bale get through some some uh, issues on his show. I think a lot of self-limiting beliefs have to do with feeling unworthy or undeserving. And when we don't believe in our gifts, we tend not to act on them. Think about that. I'm right about that. If we stop ourselves or let other people stop us, then we're just subscribing to that negative belief and then we all go through it at some point. But you just have to tell yourself those negative beliefs you have about yourself just aren't true. And it's possible to do that. Ask yourself, is this really true? If you have a negative thought come in your head, ask yourself, is this right? Is this true? Chances are it probably really isn't. So what can you do about that? Well, find some positive things about yourself that are true. What do people tend to compliment you on? Where have you succeeded in the past? Focus on what's good. Focus on what's noble. Focus on what's true. Those are the things that empower us and help us live our purpose. And sometimes, really honestly, we just need to get out of our own way. Raise your hand if that's true. I know all of you are raising your hand. We tend to get in our own way. It's a very common thing. But focus on what's true. Focus on what's right. Focus on what's noble. Focus on what's pure. I mean, there, there's a Bible verse on that in the New Testament. Focus on those things, and I, I promise it's going to make a huge difference. So figure out what your skills and talents are. Remember how people have responded to us positively in the past. Give yourself something to look forward to. That's another way that you can really make yourself happy because if you have something to look forward to, if you think about this, if you're planning on going to a concert, aren't you pretty excited about that concert in the days leading up to it? Absolutely. Your mood is different. You've given yourself something to look forward to. If you look forward to holidays, if you look forward to your birthday, give yourself something to look forward to. Get together with people who have a positive influence on your life. And that's one of the ways that you can guarantee your happiness. Be thankful. Be very, very thankful. Be aggressively thankful for everything that's going on in your life because you will not be given more of what you want unless you're already very happy and grateful and thankful for the things that you have already. Okay? Here's a big one. I've had guests on my show share this with me over and over again. Learn how to say no. That can be really hard, especially when someone you love and care about is asking you to do something. You need to really be focused on what your goals, what your vision, what your objective is. Sometimes you may be presented with lots of very good opportunities that may or may not get you there. That might sound like fun, but you have to ask yourself, is this taking me closer to my big, fat, hairy purpose? Is it taking me closer to what I'm meant to do? Learn how to say no. Learn how to set a boundary around what you will and will not allow in your life because a lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on, on your part. When other people are asking you to help them with things, that's the phrase I like to throw out at people sometimes. If someone says, please help me do this because I forgot to do it. Please help me with this because I had this, that, and the other thing happen and you're the only one that can help me. Well, no, you could have planned things better. You could have gotten this done on your own. If you feel compelled to help them, go ahead. But if it doesn't really fit into your purpose, don't be afraid to tell them that, you know what, you just really don't have time, especially if it's true. Here's something else that I, I tend to hear from people a lot who are very successful. Speak about the greatness in others. 
if we do that, we're less likely to judge them. Speak greatness of other people. You're less likely to judge them. I think there's a lot of chaos around our relationships when we tend to judge other people and judge what they're doing. We have not been appointed the judge of the universe. There is only one. Speak greatness about other people. Believe in someone, especially when they may not believe in themselves. And believe me, you will have plenty of opportunities to meet people who don't really quite believe in themselves. If you want to plant a positive seed in this world and make a difference in someone's life, speak greatness, speak belief into that other person's life. I promise it will make a difference. There are people in my life that I text on a very, very regular basis. And the feedback that I do sometimes get is, boy, I really needed to hear that today. Thank you so much. Focus on what someone's doing right and don't worry so much about what they're doing wrong. It'll make such a huge difference because really people are already judging themselves enough. Don't heap on top of that. Just spread a positive seed to somebody. Here's another thing I want to share. Success doesn't happen overnight. In fact, it frequently happens after failing epically many, many times. We've all heard of Thomas Edison. He invented many things, including the light bulb, but certainly not only that, but many, many other things. I would say that Elon Musk today is the current version of Thomas Edison. Uh, but one of my favorite examples is that it took him 10,000 times uh, to successfully invent the light bulb. And he wouldn't say that he failed that many times. He would say it just took him that many times to get it right. And that's a mindset of a champion right there. When you focus on, oh my gosh, I failed. Doesn't that put you in a negative mindset? It certainly does. But what if you think about it as, okay, I learned some other way that didn't work. Now you're still focused on the positive aspect of your goal. Okay, here's another way I didn't, didn't make it happen. Here's another way it didn't work. You have to be willing to fail in order to succeed. Like I mentioned earlier, success is not a straight line. It doesn't happen instantly. Sometimes it can take a very, very long time. But I promise you're being prepared for the journey. And when the moment of opportunity is there, be prepared for it. So don't ever give up. Here's something else that I really, really want to talk about. You, you definitely need to check your attitude. Check your attitude. You might be the only light someone else sees all day long. I had a, a guest, Matt Jones, on my show very early on. He's a, a multiple-time cancer survivor, leukemia, in fact. In fact, uh, one of the things that he shared on that show is that when he was laying on the hospital bed, he was told that there would be no guarantee that he would even live. Think about the enormity of that moment for a minute. You're lying on a hospital bed and you're not even sure that you're going to make it. He made a decision. Not only would he live through that experience and walk again, but he would run a marathon on every continent. Now think about the huge leap of faith that requires. You're laying on a hospital bed. You're being told that you may or may not live through this experience. You're told that you may or may not walk again if you do live through this experience. And this guy's goal was to run a marathon, not just once, but to run a marathon at all seven continents, including Antarctica. He did successfully complete that goal very recently. He was on my show, I believe, three years ago. He did very recently run his seventh marathon on a, on a seventh continent. In Antarctica, yes, they do run marathons there. He posted a short video of the trail that he ran, but he is one of less than 150 people in the entire history of the world who has run a marathon on all seven continents. How inspirational is that? That is amazing. That is an elite club. But he had a couple of interesting strategies that he implemented 
that has helped him out tremendously. And it's a great idea to think about this. When something's not going right, ask, where's the blessing in this? Where's the blessing in this? That presupposes that something good could happen out of this. And that's the championship mindset right there. If you presuppose that something good is designed for you out of that moment, no matter how dark it appears, asking yourself where the blessing is, is a great way to turn your mind and your vision around. He also implemented a very specific morning routine, which involved affirmations, visualizations, and meditation. It's all about getting your, your mind right at the beginning of the day, because that is your guidance, your compass for the entire day. That's a huge leap of faith from not being sure that he would survive to setting a massive goal like that. And, and I've known Matt for a while. He's one of the happiest, most optimistic people I know. And he shared the idea that your attitude really does matter because you may be the only light that someone else sees all day long. And that really puts things into perspective. We are coming up to the end of the show. It has been an honor and a privilege to share this information with you. I've got so much more that we'll share at another time. If you missed my interview with Michael Port, that is the first half of the show. Listen to the playback at successprofilesradio.com. You can also download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes anytime you'd like for free. And pick up Michael Port's book, uh, Steal the Show. It is really fantastic. It is absolutely amazing. And if you'd like to connect with me, uh, you can sign up to be a part of my tribe at briankwright.com. Go to the link that says newsletter. I have a gift for you, seven transcripts of very early interviews that I did on this show. And if you like to read more than listen, that's a great way to pick up some more knowledge. I appreciate you. I honor you for participating in this journey with me. And it's an absolute blessing to share this time with you. So thank you so much. Uh, join us again next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern where I interview more of the most successful and amazing people in the world where I learn about their journeys, what they overcame, and how they reached their level of success. Until then, please have a great week. Take care of each other. Be excellent. Have a positive mental attitude and go change the world. I'll see you next week. Goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.